Salutations to all of the lovely listeners out there. It's your man, Just GQ here. I'll be brief. We've got a great episode about Chicago. You know, um, I stay here. It's arguably the greatest summer in all of the states. And it needed to be featured, you know. So this episode primarily focuses on the food scene, um, as well as a, a few going out places. But we have a uh, we have a, a food blogger on here by the name of Candace, and she's very knowledgeable, um, has great taste in food, and so I wanted to pick her brain a little bit, not to be ignored because there may be a follow up here, follow up episode that is. The rooftop scene. This is not an omission. I wanted to call this out. This is a huge part of Summertime Shy. Um, and I know this, you know, but I just, we wanted to focus on so much, you know, so we just wanted to focus on piece by piece, you know, so we'll definitely do another episode on the other aspects of Chicago. But, you know, for this time, we just wanted to focus on the food scene. So the foodies, this is for you. And by foodies, I just mean if you love food, because let's be honest. The food still tastes the same, whether you post it on the gram or not. And that means whether it's at a restaurant or whether it's at one of the many, many festivals that Chicago features during summer. And with that being said, please enjoy this episode of The Travel Guys, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. Thanks for listening. Again, and welcome to another episode of the Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. I'll be your host, Just GQ here, and in this lovely, uh, not at all the same as everyone you've been in, Panera Bread, we have <laughs> Candace here. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, for joining us today. Um, so today, the subject of today's uh, travel guides will be uh, the will be Chicago. This is the city in which we both reside, um, and specifically uh, on summertime shot, which is kind of when we're, we're smack in the middle of. I actually learned today. I was thinking that summer ended a little earlier than it did, but apparently it's towards the end of September. Yeah. Although we always uh, hope that it remains that <laughs> this long. Uh, part of what makes it great, you have to wait an entire year for these these three months. Um, but specific, specifically, excuse me, um, a lot of the social events even outside of summertime shy revolve around eating and drinking um, and in this phenomenal food scene that contributes greatly to the culture and is deeply embedded within the, the culture and history of the city. Um, and so enter Candace, who is a, a food blogger in the, in the city, um, and she is the expert on all the hotspots to go to in, uh, in the Chicagoland area. So if you could please tell people a little bit about yourself and, and how... Um, and what you're doing now, what your journey was, et cetera. For sure. Um, I'll start with kind of where my love of food came from. Um, I'm originally from South Africa, uh, and I have been enjoying my family's food, you know, since I was a baby, basically, <laughs> right? We had, like, afternoon teas on nice. Sundays uh, where my aunts and my mom would cook. Uh, my dad used to barbecue for us for dinner. So my love of food is literally from childhood. Nice. Um, moving from there into, you know, the U.S. obviously offers a great variety of different cuisines right from around the world and specifically in Chicago you can get so many 
different types of cuisines, uh, all types from all types of ethnicities, backgrounds, um, at all different price points too. So it makes the city just an awesome place to find new foods and experience just new things. Um, what was your favorite childhood dish? Curry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still it's not just my childhood favorite. It's still my favorite. It's my mom's chicken curry. Nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, it's a comfort food type of thing, you know? <laughs> Is that the first thing you learned how to cook? Yeah, actually, it was, yeah, yeah it was Indian curry. Okay, so, yeah. cool, cool. Now it's, you know, I don't really choose to cook it in my tiny little apartment. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, it's still that comfort food that I love to go to after. Okay, nice. I'm sorry, continue. I, no, I that's fine. Um, yeah, as you know, as I kind of grew up and uh, got through college, started my adult life, should I say, I got into the blogging world. So probably 10 years ago now, I started my first food blog, um, which was more of me trying out new things in my kitchen. From there, it went into trying new dishes at restaurants, then visiting restaurants when they opened up, um, meeting the chefs there, and just kind of meeting everybody in the food and hospitality industry in Chicago. Uh, and that opened up just a ton of doors. Uh, you know, this, this city is so welcoming to people who love what we do here. So even if you're a newcomer and you want to just start something and meet people, everybody will walk in with open arms. Nice. It's, it's cool. Um, and obviously chefs love to showcase what they do. You know, they yeah. love it. So it's kind of an easy thing to get into. Um, but from there, you know, kind of my, my Twitter audience grew because of what I was uh, speaking about. And I got involved with a company called Chat Chow TV. Okay. Um, it's a food hosting company based out of Miami, um, and they actually tapped me to do the Chicago episodes for them. Now, what do you mean food? What food? What you say? So they interview, it's, it's like food, they host uh, food episodes. Hosting, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So, what is, so what do you mean by food hosting? Um, so they they host episodes, first of all, interviewing everybody in the, Chicago, in the Miami for that time, okay. um, food and hospitality industry, okay, nice. but they also hosted events themselves to, oh, to get everybody okay. in the city to come out and try new things to it. Okay, I got you, yeah. I got you. So it's a lot of mixing cocktails for people, <laughs> you know, the way you make new friends all the time. Yeah, alcohol is at the core of every uh, meaningful is. interaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, nice. Yeah, so they taught me to basically extend that and do it in Chicago for them. Um, so I filmed, I hosted um, the episodes here, interviewed Chicago chefs, mixologists, restaurant owners, um, and just got their kind of background and their story as to why they even entered into the food scene to begin with. Cool. How was that? Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear people's background and why they chose food. Um, but more than that, to know then when you go into the restaurant and pick something off the menu, what right. their inspiration was behind that dish. Oh, is okay. Like, you know. What was your first, uh, the first restaurant that you interviewed? It was Frank's and Dogs up okay. in park I believe nice. um, I was a nervous wreck <laughs> I even went into the kitchen to film them like making sausages which obviously when we went back to edit all you heard was the grinding of the right. machine yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was Talk a lot of unused yeah it was a lot of unused uh, content but you know it only grew from there and by the time I, I filmed my last one I was so comfortable at that point interviewing the right. chefs that it went you know as smoothly as I could have hoped that's all awesome along. yeah that's awesome did, did you ever uh, take any or borrow any not, no, no copyright infringement um, but did you ever borrow any of the recipes and try to replicate them when you were at home oh for sure yeah, yeah. Um, and anywhere from like making sauces from scratch um, oh, okay. you know to I tried to make sausage at home <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it didn't work but yeah, it, it's it's great to like meet them, you know, tap their their experience as right. well, um, and use it in your own kitchen when you go home too. 
Nice. Yeah. What's, so what's your favorite area within the Chicago, within Chicago? As far as food and uh, drinking scene goes, I mean, River North is still a hot spot. Yes. Of course, now there are many other hot spots popping up. Logan Square is one for sure. Logan Square um, is definitely cracking. Yeah. Even Gold Coast is, you know, opening up a lot of new restaurants now. A younger crowd is hitting up those areas too. But River North for, you know, the scene right. for me is still where it's at. Okay. Yeah, Gold Coast has really started to... Gold Coast is a place that I've started to explore a lot more. I... I Previously was very much only, um, I used to go to Benchmark there a lot. Uh, Benchmark, and there's a spot, there's another spot that's literally right next door to it that I used to go to all the time. Um, but those were really like my only spots. Benchmark was always my uh, Sunday football okay. uh, spot because they had like the rooftop and mm-hmm. like all, before it got too cold. You know, it was like they had a rooftop and then they had the, all the TVs and everything. But yeah, I haven't been um, over there super or a lot lately, except for my yoga studios over there. <laughs> Shout out to Core Power. Um, and uh, Ellie's, which I love. Probably it might be my favorite breakfast spot in, really? in Chicago. I'll yeah. have to try that. Ellie's, I mean, I think it's like a 4 a.m. spot. Right? Okay, <laughs> I mean, those always hit the spot too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wait, so where's the, what's the go-to in, in the Gold Coast area? So in that street in Gold Coast, my probably all-time favorite restaurant so far in Chicago is Nico Austria. Um, it's in the Thompson Hotel. Okay. It's right on, I think, Bellevue and Rush. Nice. On the corner there, they have a gorgeous patio. The restaurant itself is beautiful, just the design feature alone. Um, but the food is excellent. And they have several different menus because it's a hotel um, during the day, you know, ranging from breakfast to lunch to midday to dinner, obviously. Um, and I've had dishes from each of those menus that, I mean, they're go-to dishes, so definitely my favorite spot. Like what? What are they, what are some of the dishes there? Um, on their breakfast menu, their ricotta pancake is delicious. Okay. Um, simple but delicious. They alternate their scramble. They have a scramble on the menu, but it changes with the season. So whatever sustainable, you know, right. season, always delicious. Um, on their lunch menu, the soup is delicious as well as the bruschetta um, with Brussels sprouts, which sounds really weird, but yeah. it's actually really good. It's crispy Brussels sprouts on top of a piece of toast, basically. Right. Drizzled with honey. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and their dinner menu is homemade pasta. So okay. you can't go wrong with that. Right. And they execute it really well. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, you mentioned the, the River North area. Now, this is where, when I moved first moved to the city, this is where I, I moved to, like, on the on the edge of that River North and West Loop area. Um, and to your point, definitely in the mix, like, on the scene. Mm-hmm. I truly miss being able to... Have somebody have a friend pop up in town and then know without a doubt that I am within walking distance of, of where they're staying and be able to, you know, decide I'm going out and can walk there and then walk back and whatever. It's very, uh, very convenient lifestyle, but definitely from a cost uh, perspective, <laughs> not sustainable. <laughs> so, um, but there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of selection in there. There's there. a, it's, a, it's a wide variety from River North all the way to uh, Restaurant Row on uh, on West Loop, mm-hmm. here in West Loop. Um, and I'll say Restaurant Row because that's something that's near and dear to my heart. But from a River North uh, area, what are your what are your go-tos? So it's obviously packed with a lot of hot spots, right? right? Um, my favorite in that area is RPM Steak. Okay, um, yeah, and, you know, if you really want to go, like, the RPM Italian route also. But RPM Steak for that classic Chicago steakhouse meal is... 
easily my favorite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I want to have a celebration, or even just when I want to treat myself, right. that's where I go. My birthday for the last three years has been RPM State. And my girls and I have a feast. I'm talking like, nice. yeah. Uh, their food is delicious. The steaks are so well seasoned that I don't need to add more salt, which I tend to do to everything that I eat. <laughs> that's surprising um, that you wouldn't have enough faith in these chefs to like properly... <laughs> season their food. It's just I like things salty. I, I get it, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but they, they do it just the way I like it. Um, their drinks are so good. Um, they also alternate their drinks, right? Their menu. Um, I think they currently are doing like a gin kind of special menu um, where they're crafting all of the ingredients that go into that. They make everything in-house too for them for, for each of the cocktails actually. Nice. So their cocktail program is, is excellent and they change it for um, but just aside from that, I mean, a steak and all the sides that you can get there. And even if you don't love steak, their seafood options are delicious. They have a, a grilled chicken that's great. Um, it's just a well-rounded menu. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then, obviously, though, to balance it out, in Riverwood, you have, like, a lot of the clubs down there as yes. well. So it's very easy to finesse, like, dinner and then out. Oh, for sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, from RPM Steak, you could literally walk, what, 100 yards to right. go get your next cocktail and then ride across <laughs> the street to get into the club. Because the bottle, the bottle blonde is, like, right over there, if I... It is, yeah. Current, yeah. yeah. Current, yeah. But yeah. you're, like... Deeply in the mix. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I would rather go actually for a drink after dinner somewhere to Three Dots and Dash. Oh yeah, that is yeah. It's a great spot. I mean, once you're in there, it feels like a secret spot, even though it's not. It takes forever to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Walk through the alley. (laughs) Yeah, go down into the basement. You're not get abducted. (laughs) And then it's a tiki bar. (laughs) Yeah, with very very potent cocktails. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, one is you get your money's worth. That's for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, transitioning to moving across um, that main street that divides LaSalle. So, moving, transitioning across LaSalle, venturing over into uh, into, into Westwood. Mm-hmm. I will say that from a, from a party standpoint, I always send people to parlor. Uh, just because it's always it's always a party. They have they do have good pizza, um, but it, but it's always like junkie. And then um, Green Street meets Green Street meets surprise the mess out of me. I'm not sure. Have you been there? I have. Okay. So like, I'm a southern I'm a southern guy. I take a lot of pride in like good barbecue. And so when I came up here and they were like, yeah, they've got like this this barbecue spot. It's in like. Posh Chicago, it's delicious. I was like, no, it's not. There's probably a <laughs> chain, be. right? It's right. just trash, like whatever. And then, oh my goodness, when I took like the first bite into, it was either, I don't know what it was, but it was like, I always will get like the coleslaw, the baked beans, the ribs, chicken, and sausage. It's like my go to, okay. right? And, you know, portions will vary depending on if I'm <laughs> with other people. <laughs> but um, it was. It was so legit. Like it was just, it was really, it was, it was super good. Yeah. I just like really enjoyed it. Um, and then thirdly, and always in near and dear to my heart, chicken shop, hands down. I agree. I love it's the so shop. underrated. It really is. Well, for one, it's hidden in Soho House, right? Yeah, so unless true. you know that you want to go there, you won't really venture up, you know, on that right staircase. I agree. But I agree, the food is awesome. You can't even, you can't miss. Like the no. best chicken and waffles I have ever had in my life. Ever. I mean, they are. I, it's. I feel. I feel like I'm betraying this chef if I buy if I get anything else yeah. on there. But then like the sandwich is good, the nuggets are good, like the salads are good, like it's just mm-hmm. you 
can't you can't it's a can't miss menu. Yeah, I agree. I usually get like half chicken. <laughs> Not just for myself, right. you know, but half a chicken with the sides. They have the simplest salad that goes actually with the, that I always get with the chicken at least. It's like butter lettuce, avocado, I think, and some simple lemony dressing on it. Yeah. It's delicious. I mean it cuts through kind of the richness of the roasted chicken. Right. Um, but that's kind of my go to there. Yeah. yeah. But I agree, totally underrated. <laughs> I'm trying to get it a little bit of shine. Yeah. Um, and they started to build out that area a lot, too. Like they I, have. I went down there. So I, had, as I mentioned, had since moved from there. But uh, was down there. They had a, um, a do-right donuts down there that I had way, way too much. I popped in there. It's not a good situation. <laughs> um, and then Federales, yeah. which is another kind of like always popping yeah. spot. Their food, I would say, is like not great. I was... Surprisingly impressed by it really? because my expectations were pretty low. Yeah, that's <laughs> Just fair. given the neighborhood and kind of the scene there, yeah. um, I thought it was decent. But you can't, you know, you can't dog a spot that has shots in an ice glass, like a glass that made of ice. That is true. I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, they have the uh, so for so for the listeners there in this in this place. Um, Federales. Imagine an inside-outside club where the bar, the main bar, is indoors, uh, but then there is a patio that. Uh, it's outside, and on the if you're facing it on the left side, the left portion of that outdoor piece. So we're getting into quarters here. Sorry for the fractions. Um, there is a bell that hangs in like a fireplace type of situation. Keep me honest here. Yes. Fine, yeah, you got it. Um, and so when you buy uh, tequila shots, they will give you. You have the option of getting it in an ice glass, more or less. It's just ice uh, in the shape in the shape of a cup, and then you shoot it. And then you throw it against the uh, the bell, and then obviously there it will. There's a gong that will go off, and people will know that you took a shot and, and fired at it. It gets aggressive. Like once you once you had once you had a few, it is a is a good time. It adds to it any aggression that you're feeling. You can get out that way as well. So it's a, it's as a good time. The tequila. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Do you have any other River North um, River North favorites? Um, Sundays are still a favorite. It has been for. I think they've been open for, I want to say nine, or maybe nine years nine now. Years, um, yeah. Is that long for a restaurant to be open? Is that long for a restaurant to be open in Chicago? I will say, though, they have not changed much in terms of their design of the restaurant, which right. means that when they opened up nine years ago, the restaurant looks exactly like it does now, right. for the most part. Um, so they were, like, way ahead of their time. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know? And even with their menu, actually, I feel like they were way ahead of their time. Um we kind of talked before this about Filipino food. A lot of the influence on that menu is Filipino food um, okay. from the chef who built out the menu. Um, Rodelio Agrico is the same. But that in itself, I think, you know, now the trend is hot for Filipino food. Maybe a year, a year ago, people kind of started learning more about it. Um, restaurants popped up about, you know, featuring items from the Filipino cuisine, I guess. But Sunday has been doing it for a long time. And awesome. uh, yeah, the dishes are always solid. The menu, I have my favorites there. Um, even if I just go sit at the bar, you know, it's right. just a, and it's a great scene, obviously. Yeah, it's another one where you can just go have dinner and, and walk a few blocks to the next hot spot. Yeah, there's a ton of a ton of drink options down there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't, I have to go to Sunday. I've never been. Um, I know that that's on like the must do. Yes. Um, but as we mentioned, as I mentioned before, I didn't, I didn't even know what Filipino food actually technically was uh, prior to chatting with you. You have expanded my horizon. <laughs> All right. And actually, let me not be presumptuous and think that none of you all listen, or not, not, excuse me, let me not be presumptuous and think that all of you know what 
uh, Filipino food is. So can you break it down a little bit for? Uh, I mean, this is my, my basic <laughs> description of it, right? It was I, I, well, I'm not an expert either, um, but I have a lot of great friends who are Filipino. Right. Um, so I've had food from their mom's kitchens even, you right. know what I mean? But um, I would say it's a good mix of, like, Spanish-influenced food on Chinese dishes, for example. But what results from that are, like, very interesting combinations of flavors. So it's not just, like, your sweet and spicy, like you would have in maybe Chinese food. Or in Spanish food, it would be more savory and sweet. They have sour, salty. That's kind of their go-to combination, right. sour and salty, which sounds weird, but it it plays out really well in the dishes that they have, you know. And it can range from a noodle dish to a meat dish, but the core ingredients are always kind of the same. It's a lot of vinegar-based things. Right. Um, but that's, I mean, for marinating meats and things, it just makes the, the flavor pop that much more. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I feel like you're getting a good mix because, like, I can tell you are very into the details and the presentation and all these things and I'm all about the portions like just give me the food I don't care what it looks like let me shove it in my mouth and then be full um, so this is good this is good so, you know, I'm sure I'm sure I have uh, I'm sure there, there are multiple classes of readers here one who appreciate large portions like a hash house of go-go look it up um, and then you know the other the other more uh, presentation oriented yeah, and everybody alright absolutely yeah. absolutely um, so before we leave um, West Loop, I do want to give a shout out to the uh, to Ocheval. I mean, I would say the best burger I've ever had in my life. It's been rated best burger. It is the best burger. It was insane. Like yeah. I, another one that I didn't believe the hype. I'm mm-hmm. not skeptic with it, um, but remember waiting. So one, the wait is insane. Yeah, always. Like a like an hour is is pretty reasonable to, to wait there. It's easy, it's easier because you can uh, put your name on this and then like walk around um, whatever. And again, there's like on Restaurant Row, there's there's a ton of bars and different places like up and down. You got Girl on the Go. There's a, there's a lot of other places. Yeah. Um, and actually my favorite, I forgot my favorite Mexican restaurant is, is over there as well. Um, Dang it, I cannot remember. I can never remember what it's called. It's called it's got Hello Taco on the thing. This is gonna bother me. I don't do that on the episode, but I can't think of the Mexican spot. Desero? Desero. That's what I said. Desero. Desero. Oh my gosh. I cannot uh, it's obviously it is my favorite, but like I've always called it Hello Taco. Okay. It, always, it has a banner up there, yeah. it's like Hello Taco. Um but yeah, like you wait, you wait an hour for for this burger, and then walk in. It's like very dimly lit, and then you sit down in, in one of the booths. They have craft cocktails, but then you get um, the burger is inherently like the single is a double, and then the double is a triple. And so obviously, I went with the double. That's a triple, and you get the bacon and all that, and it's it's ridiculous. Like it's just, it, the the flavor mashup is is insane. Like the the bacon adds, well, it's bacon, but it adds, like, you know, that extra oomph onto it. Um, it's also not normal bacon. Right? That's very it's like true. a thick yeah, slice thick, of bacon. Yeah, it's like Canadian bacon, I yeah. believe. But it's still, it's, it's, it was just amazing. I'm not doing it just. My description is not doing it. My words are failing me right now. Just What's crazy my about that burger stuff. is that it's a very simple burger. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have any, you know, I mean, you could think about, like, Kuma's Corner, for example, that, you know, they make these insane burgers with, you know, right. like, 100 ingredients on them, but... The Ocheval burger is basically just cheese and the patty. Yeah. But the, it's the patty that they grilled to perfection, bun. I mean, it's 
simple, but it's my favorite kind of burger. I don't like all the other crap on it. Um, I don't even like lettuce and tomato on my burger. So this is perfect. It's meat and cheese. Right. Yeah, they, and bacon. They just season it so so well. Like the meat the meat is one of is, I think that's what does it for me. It's I like agree. the it's meat the that's on there, it just tastes so good. And then I was uh, pleasantly surprised in Logan Square at Scofflaw. Um, very similar restaurant. They may or may not be owned by the same by the same person, but their burger rivals Ocean Balls. But I think it's it's very much like a similar vibe as far as like food and atmosphere at Scofflaw as it is at um, at Ocean Ball as well. So yeah, so that takes us that like I feel like that gives a good look into um, the West Loop area. Um, what are some of your other spots? Are you, are you, are you a Lincoln Park, River Park, you venture out there? I love Lincoln Park. Um, I mean, it's just beautiful to walk around there yeah, to begin absolutely. with. Uh, but my latest Lincoln Park favorite spot is Naoki Sushi. Okay. Um, it's inside, which I can't ever figure out if it's a hotel or a residential right. building, but it's, it's, on one side is um, Mon Ami Gabi, the you know, classic French restaurant bistro, and inside on the right-hand side is Intro, which is a Chinese restaurant up front. So you actually go into intro to the host stand if you have a reservation at Naoki. Right. And then they walk you through the kitchen at intro to this like little back room, which is Naoki, a sushi bar. Oh, so, wow. I mean, it just the whole it's feel like about it. Yeah, yeah, it feels cool. You feel special, you know. Um, but the, the sushi at Naoki is the freshest, most delicious fish ever. I mean, oh, wow. I can't say much. And Chef Naoki actually is there. Like, he will serve you just at a sushi bar. That's cool. Yeah, their drinks are great. Um, they have a drink called Tokyo Cowboy. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, just go and try, like, all of their special nigiri. Um, okay. They, they do a great job of combining, like, ingredients that you wouldn't really think go together, especially for raw fish. Yeah. Um, but they do, and it's just expertly done. Nigiri gets slept on, like, as far as, like, yeah, like, And that's where it's at, like, for real high-quality fish, that's what you should be getting. Yeah. Or sashimi, if you really want to go the traditional route, you know? Um, maki rolls and stuff are good, but they... You kind of lose the chemicals uh, with the yeah, exactly. with the other ingredients. Mm-hmm. And everything. So get the get the special ingredients. Okay, so we know that brunch is like just shifting gears. That was a hard left turn, but shifting gears totally. We know that uh, you know people live they work the week live for brunch. Yeah. So top brunch spots. This is probably this is the only meal that I will eat out for, uh, partially because of my frugality and. Additionally, because, like, I just really, I seek out brunch experiences. Okay. Um, and this is one where I will get a little more artisan, like, in my in my taste, as opposed to just... Portion. Yeah, <laughs> just portion, just pure portion. Um, so, I'm curious, if you were, if somebody new coming into the city, or somebody who's been here for, for a few years like I have, what would be your top three recommendations in this game of what's your favorite brunch? So these three will probably sound like a weird combination. Okay. Um, one I already mentioned, Nico Asturia. Okay. Solid. Their patio scene is great for brunch. Okay. Go have a glass of rosé on them, you know, feel fancy. It is. The atmosphere does matter. It, is, right? it does. But the food is, is equally as, as great as the atmosphere, okay. to be honest. And so is the service there. Nice. Um, kitty corner to that, actually, is another spot I love is uh, Maple and Ash, which is a steakhouse. but And the steakhouse is actually on the second story of the building. Okay. On the ground floor is what they call their, they call their bar 8 Bar. Um, and they have also a patio as well. But they recently have rolled out a great brunch menu, um, good drinks that go along with it. I love sitting out there. Just, nice. um, if you want some fried chicken, they actually have excellent fried chicken there. Yes. 
And then lastly, not, but I'm trying to plug Filipino cuisine because <laughs> I feel Going like I've, I've spoken about it so much right now. But it just so happens to be off the beaten path in West Town um, called Uncle Mike's. Uncle Mike's, and okay. And, you know, the hours are kind of weird, so it's either going to be, like, if you're really out that late, you can go and hit it at, like, 6 a.m. Right. <laughs> if you're one of those. <laughs> or or you can go later in the afternoon and kind of beat the, the crowds and go, like, for a 2, 3 o'clock um, okay. brunch slash lunch. Um, and it is Filipino breakfast food, which is a completely different animal. Like, you're blowing my mind. Right? I don't even know. Like, I'm talking spam. Oh. <laughs> and, no. I wish you could see his face right now. <laughs> spam, no, I'm out. Um, there are other things, but I happen to like it. You like it? You like it? Okay. I, like it. Shade, I like shade. the way they make it. And it's it's not like your, the cold spam out of the pan. Right. I mean, they like fry it. It's basically like crispy, savory meat. Okay. <laughs> meat. It goes, with, it comes with rice, comes with fried egg. I mean, it's a full-on carb load, right? You're okay. full for the rest of the day, basically. Right. Um, so. But it's interesting, and it's uh, super casual. But it's, it's great. I may have to... Um, Check out Uncle Mike's. I am a bit skeptical, but you I will. I will say you can snake an egg. I think that's fair. Um, I will say I am not a huge fried chicken guy. I will to you. I will typically um, violate my rule for chicken chop just because it is so yeah. good. That's like the only time that I will that I will have. But I will have to take that into consideration. Yep. I think eight bar. Eight bar. I think. Um, on my end. Number one, far and away, long minute. Logan Square, right off the blue line. Go in there. It's excellent. The um, pork belly hash is delicious. They have their biscuits and gravy is insane. They have like a French toast that's crazy. It's just like everything, everything is good. Um, craft cocktails. And then I'm a bourbon guy, bourbon and beer guy. They have a $3 bourbon list all the time. Really? It's a mid-shelf bourbons. It's like just south of your of your makers. Like you can get a good Larceny bourbon there. It's a good $20, $25, 30 bottle. Um, and they're giving you $3 shots there all the time. So okay. you could double up, put it on ice, and sip. I mean, for for a drinking cheap man, it is like primo. <laughs> so I'm definitely rocking with it. Um, secondly, Santa Tavern, and in yeah. um, what is that? That's West or River North. That's River North. Yeah, um, there. My mom and I will go there and max out. We always get like the, the truffle pizza and the, they have a meatball that's really yes. crazy. It's real good. Um, and then their biscuits and gravy are crazy as well. Yes, I agree. Very good. And then thirdly, you all have heard it a few times. Uh, Hash House of Go Go. If you want portions, I mean, go there hungry. Go there off a forty-eight hour fast. Want to talk about chicken and waffles? Actually, theirs is amazing. It is good. It is good. I like their pancakes more. I, they have like the what's the the vegetation that they put? It's not, it's not sage. It is sage. It is sage. Mm-hmm. It's like too much. I'm like I'm good. Like, they have like the leeks that are coming out of there as well. I'm just like all oh, this too much too much presentation. Like, just let me get down to. I don't need to. Just give me the food. Don't get leave the art for the gallery. Like, okay. I'm, I'm good. You don't want to munch on the I don't, stage I don't, leaves? I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't okay. have to eat around them. It's not problems that I'm looking for. Um, but it is good. It is, it, there, it's very good. And that's I think there's a flagship uh, dish, if I'm not it mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the bacon waffles. So they have like the two bacon strips like in the, in the middle the of the waffle yep. and everything. It's like very good. So, But that's like portions specifically. Definitely. 
But yeah. Um, and then lastly, the last topic I wanted to cover with you are the. Um, you, I always know that it's summer in Chicago when the list of festivals comes out. So obviously there's like the taste that people are extremely familiar with, but there's a lot of other festivals. Like there are festivals literally every weekend, at least one throughout the throughout the summer, from like Bourbon Fest to Wine Fest to Wicker Park Fest to West Loop Fest, Taste of Brandoff, whatever. Like there's just a ton a ton of these. What are your what are your go tos there? Like what are your general thoughts on on festivals? You mentioned actually quite a few of them. Wicker Park Fest is awesome. Um, not only do you get the food from the, the surrounding areas, you also get to shop around. Right? Yeah. I mean it's it's good people watching. Yeah, a lot of questions. Um, yeah, and it's just uh, they have a good amount of space also for it, which I like. I don't really like big crowds, to right. be honest. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it feels spacious enough to walk around. I like that um, a lot. Taste of Randolph, obviously. I mean, just because you have so many great restaurants participating in that, um, you could hit all of them in a day. Just walk up and down. Um, you could spend all day doing that. Um, the taste you mentioned uh, is not my favorite. Uh, it's, for one, too crowded, I think. And also, I feel like for the price point, you're just not getting what you should be getting. That's great. You could easily go to any of those restaurants and experience uh, a better meal for the same price that you would for, like, you know, one of their featured dishes. Right. So I wouldn't do that just for the quality of it and also the price point. It's like it's cool to do like once and just I agree. say you did. I did, I did it once. I did the whole yeah. turkey leg thing once, exactly. you know, <laughs> for the picture, basically. You gotta love a good turkey leg. Yeah. You know? That is pretty good there, I will say. <laughs> so if you are in the search for a turkey leg in the summer, hit up the taste. But, uh, I would rather go to the other smaller neighborhood fest for sure. That's fair. Yeah, yeah I just went to um, Wicker Park. Um, I had some of uh, my people were in town, a gal, and everybody went up there, and we just like kicked it like hard body. It was like it was a good, it was a good time. It yeah. was like they had uh, the drinks, the, the the bordering restaurants and bars were like participating, so they've got your drink specials, and then you can like get a roadie and go out yeah. into, into the street with them, and it's like it's all good. I swear, open container is something in Chicago specifically. I don't know if it exists, but I'm very paranoid because I know, like, in when I was in Louisville, it did not exist at all. Like, yeah. it was like you could I, just do whatever. But in in I know in like the neighboring cities, it's definitely outlawed. I don't know about Chicago. I, I think it's outlawed. Oh, okay. <laughs> you could probably well, get away with it. well, you you could probably get away with it at the fest, you right. know, because every, everybody's doing it. <laughs> right. But I don't know if you could do it uh, just out and about. I don't think you no can. Sure. No you sure. can picnic at Millennium Park with like you know a glass of champagne, but you can't be sitting with an open bottle of champagne. At least I don't think so. That's great. Yeah. I don't know. Well, until they catch me, I'm out here. <laughs> you know? uh, well, thank you so much. This has been very enlightening. You've obviously put me on a few uh, restaurants and some interesting dishes. Yeah, likewise, actually, including the spam brunch. So I'm happy that I could, I could share some. <laughs> sure, so if you try, you will have to let me know. I will. What you I think. will. I will. I will. I wouldn't hold my breath on that, but I will let you know if I, Make you know, if I do it right. Okay. If, I, if I give me some, some spam in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, tell the people where they can find you on social media and with Craving Chicago. My blog is Craving Chicago. So just cravingchicago.com. Um, it's all about kind of just where I am in life. Traveling, also obviously all the hot spots in Chicago and new restaurants. It's very dope. I went there and visited a couple of times before Thank before you. coming. Um, and on social media, I am at Dulcita five eighteen. It's D U L C I T A five one eight, um, and also Craving Chicago on uh, Instagram as well. Is that um, Dr Pepper inspired? 
No. No. It's actually, I am, but it's a little sweet. Okay. (laughs) Well, so obviously it means that, but uh, it's an old nickname from high school that is carried through all of my social media channels. Like I'm talking from AIM days. Oh, nice. (laughs) And I'm totally showing my age (laughs) saying that, but it's carried on from there. So yeah. You gotta love when when AIM just takes you all over your life. It's carried me through my my food (laughs) career. That's good stuff. Um, well, thank you. And thank you. Uh, as always, you can find me at, at GQ50 on Instagram and Twitter and at just GQ50 on uh, Snapchat. Um, again, send your, we appreciate your feedback. Send your questions, uh, DM, email, what have you, um, at, or excuse me, email, it would be helpful. Uh, the travel guides at gmail.com. Um, I'm sure you know how to spell the travel guides. Add the Y. Stop acting unfamiliar. Um, but yeah, we enjoy your hearing your questions, hearing your feedback and your comments. Please subscribe if you have not. Listen and review uh, five stars, please. And with that being said, I think uh, that'll do it for this episode of The Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.